Good morning, Malden. How are you today? Uh, as you well know, my name is Josephine Royal. I'm the host of Let Me Tell You Something. And I intend today to touch your heart during the season of COVID-19. I have a wonderful guest with me. Her name is Mary Driscoll. How are you doing, Mary? Hi. Well, I'm sheltering in place and getting a lot of work done, but wish I could go outside more. Ah, me too, me too. But let's face it, uh, we've had a strange kind of weather this year, but the last few days have been beautiful. Have you been out there? Yes. In fact, we went down to Gloucester and sat by (laughs) ourselves and had a lobster roll. They're serving lobster down back home? Oh, yeah, we did, down in Gloucester. It was great. Awesome, awesome. Now, let me ask you. I see that you are the founder of the the OWL? Yes. Yeah, now, when did you? Yeah, when did you uh, come across this? When? How did you come across this? How did this get born, so to speak? Well, it was actually in two thousand. Uh, so it's, I've done this for a long time. I've been working in Jamaica, West Indies, in the healthcare, the Ministry of Health, and I saw what art could do uh, for opening the hearts and minds of people during the epidemic of HIV-AIDS. So I came home and decided that I would do a theater company with women who were infected uh, because nobody was talking about them. And we were so successful that we incorporated and began to get grants and recognition for our work. And over the years, we have changed topics uh, and uh, active theaters uh, for social change in various aspects for women. That's wonderful. Uh, I'm going to ask you, uh, I'm going to jump from one thing to the other. During the season of COVID-19, exactly what have you been doing before we go on to other things? Uh, You've been staying in or you've been staying in place or you've been going out. What have you been doing? Well, I've been very careful. Uh, Basically, I have been sheltering in place. I spend a great deal of time writing my new play and kind of wishing that I would catch up more with the cleaning, but unfortunately, I haven't been doing that much of it. I cook and we walk uh, down by the harbor. I'm fortunate to live in South Boston where we have water and wonderful walkways that we can go out for a walk, sheltering in place, always wearing a mask. That's a wonderful idea. Um, I Facebook, too, to my friends at wine time. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) That's great. Now, do you get to see them while you're uh, having wine? Yes, we do uh, face. We don't do Zoom. We do face page. Nice. Whatever it is, by you know, just with our cell phone. Now, do you do FaceTime too, as well? Yeah, that's it. I'm talking about FaceTime. That's what we do. Ah, that that's great. That's great. Uh, Anything else that you've been doing? Um, let me think. Not really. Basically, I cook a lot. 
What have you been making? Well, you know, it's a really funny thing because I have been eating out in restaurants a lot before the COVID. Since COVID, I've been cooking a lot more, and I've gone back to the roots of the way my mother used to cook, which is Italian. So I'm cooking with a lot of escarole, things that I haven't really eaten for a long time, or in a way that I haven't eaten in a long time to cook. Ah, that good old escoloro, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So now I'm going to switch a little bit. Now tell me about this company that you were founder of uh, and your playwright. And I understand that you're acting sometimes. Yeah, I act sometimes. Uh, Well, what can I say? I've I've got a new play. The theater is a collective of women artists who want to commit their art to social change and to talk about the things that women who are underrepresented uh, in various ways are um, viewed. And so now our new play which I'm writing now, is an intergenerational one um, with elders and youth, young women. Because I think it has to be like passing down the culture of elders to the youth to understand better how to cope with what's happening. Mm-hmm. You, you think the young at heart, so to speak, the elders, I call them young at heart, by the way. Um, do you think the young at heart can... Uh, touch the young at heart and um, reach out to them and help them along? Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't know that, that you don't say elders anymore. That's not acceptable. No, it is acceptable. But for me, um, going down the road to 70 real soon, I prefer to be called uh-huh. young at heart. Yeah. Well, that's funny because I wrote my first play. Yeah, I agree with you. As I wrote my first play at 72, which sold out. And, you know, you hear these stories. I thought to myself, oh, my goodness, you know, you hear these stories. I finally published a play, and I'm going to drop dead tomorrow. Well, I'm still here, and I'm still writing, and I think that's because I'm young at heart also. I like that. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I, when I look at you, I don't see your age. I see a very beautiful, lovely woman. Oh, thank you very much. Thank Tell you. me about your writing. Well, I just, I write basically from what the people who come to me or the project, what they want to share with me. So I basically write their stories from what they are telling me, uh, and I weave it into a script, which they then approve. You know, they say, yeah, okay, you can say that. And a lot of times they'll say, take that out. I don't want you to write about that, that I told you that. So basically uh, stories from women and how they've been affected by whatever the theme is that, you know, the play is about. In this case, it's about gentrification. It's happening, I know, in Malden, and it's certainly happening here in Boston. Mm-hmm. And, and people, older people, are getting evicted, uh, even though, there's, you know, COVID is a different thing. I, wrote, I started this before. It's just going to be worse after. This is all over anyway. So, you know, old or young and hard people, you know, older people are getting, and poor people are getting put out of their homes um, because of the gentrification that's happening. And so we have more homeless and 
that goes on. So that's the story. Let me ask you a question. You say identification. What do you mean by that? What do you mean? I, I'm not sure. I you say identification. What, what do you mean in the terms of identification? Or maybe I, I, I misunderstood. Uh, uh, no, because I'm not quite sure. Oh, that's okay. Or would they identify? Or Yes. I mean, see, because, you know, we talk just like we're talking now, and uh, they might say something to let me know what is happening in their neighborhood, but not necessarily they don't want to have it in the play. I understand. Like personal mm-hmm. about, uh, you know, among women. I understand. Um, now, how do you come about these people, uh, all the those that you interact with? How do you meet them? That's a good question. Um, partially because I have friends in the community who know me, know my work. Uh, I work also with partner organizations so that the community organization will recommend people to me that might like to be part of a project. And anybody who wants to be part of the project, um, I accept. And they are paid uh, a stipend for attending the workshops where we're writing the plays. I think that's awesome. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, I get grants. I think that's wonderful. I I write grants. Yeah, I'm funded. Um, for, for for the writing part of it. Yeah. So you're a grant writer as well? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I spend <laughs> a lot of time writing grants. I guess I left that out. My, <laughs> my. my. But I, I don't mind. I, I, I like writing grants, actually. I think you're a woman of many talents. Uh, well, many interests, anyway. Yes. Yeah. Now tell me about you. Uh, how do you, who inspired you uh, with all of this? I mean, you have many hats, so to speak. So who inspired you? Oh, that question is a hard one, and it's asked a lot. Why do you do what you do? Um, I, I I don't know exactly. I do know that my background as a child growing up, uh, I grew up partially in foster care, so that I think that I saw a lot of systemic abuse and injustice, and I think that there's a lot motivating me uh, around that. And health care seems to be the most important thing for all of us, because without health, none of us can achieve. And education second, so you blend all those three together, and it's kind of guided how I've gone about doing and learning different aspects, I guess, of life, I guess. <laughs> wow. That's a hard question. Yeah, but that's a wonderful answer, though. I think. Yeah, I, yeah we try, all of us, I think, in our own way. We have tried, you know, to contribute in whatever way we can. Mm-hmm. How did you get into acting? I was, that was when I was working for the Ministry of Health. <laughs> and I saw what they did uh, through theater because, you know, a lot of people, they didn't have newspapers or they were illiterate, you know, could not, didn't have the education at that time. So I said, they used theater 
in order to bring people together to talk about health or whatever they were trying to uh, have people do in their populations. And uh, I thought, wow, this is really exciting. So I entered their school. I was 55, the only white person speaking standard English. And they accepted me, and I just loved it. And I quit my job at the Ministry of Health and came home and changed careers. <laughs> and that was at 55. Uh, you and were 55 years old? Yep. I think yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah. Decided, well, that's it. This is what I want to do now. So that's what I've been doing. Yeah. You, that was a leap of faith, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. It was. But, you know, if your heart goes pitter-patter... Mm-hmm. You just kind of keep on stepping toward it, you know? Now, tell me, uh, have you met many people, uh, just just not the people that you work with, but have people coming in, into your path that you know that you know that, that you are like-minded? Oh, yes, yes. Except uh, there are people who come into the path and we immediately understand but then there's also going forth to uh, meet people uh, who might be interested in in the kinds of sharing that we wish to do. Mm-hmm. Too, it's not just you know kind of like walking around. Sometimes you know we also seek uh, you know like-minded people. And people write to me. Uh, just recently, something happened. A, a gentleman who was a tenured professor who got into trouble because he stopped and frisk, you know, and, and ended up serving time in prison. And he is a Nobel, I mean, a poet who's published and a tenured professor. And he called me because he wanted to join like-minded people and was looking as he was now a professor here in Boston. Hmm. Well, I think that what what an opportunity for people that are looking for a way to be creative, to share mm-hmm. their gifts. There's somebody out there that understands that, and that's you. <laughs> yeah, I you know I I think that opportunity presents itself every day to all of us. The matter of what is it that makes you your heart pitter patter, and mm. just simply try it. Yeah, because a lot of people don't get that opportunity. And yeah, well, but it, it 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 happens to all of us every day. There's a little something if you just kind of kind of look. You don't even have to look for it; just be aware of it, like what you're doing. You know, you just started this wonderful program, which I understand is a great success. You know, and it was just the opportunity presented, and you did it. Yes, actually, I got to tell you, you came to mind. And I said, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I got to reach out to Mary. I, uh, I had to reach out to you because in my heart, it's just like you just pass by in my heart. And for me, it's always a heart condition. And I said, Mary. Uh, Thank you. Thank so you tell me more. Uh, have you ever sang? Nope. Nope. Never was on a stage. Never went. To, I went to one play in my life before I started this. This is. I never was exposed to it. 
It's just that when I was in Jamaica working in healthcare for the Ministry of Health, it happened. And I grabbed it and said, this is it. My heart could have pattered. And I said, I'm going to follow this. So I did. So no, never sang, never was in theater, never saw a play. I was truly an academic. I think this is awesome. So right now you're writing a play. Yep. And how it's far into up. it are you? Well, it was done and funded. I got some uh, funding from the Boston Cultural Council, and it was ready. I have a director who's fabulous and a composer, but because of the virus, I don't know what, how, and when it's going to be done. I am rewriting it a little bit during this time and thinking about how can it be presented because I don't think people are going to be willing and able to gather very soon in small theater places or theater places. So I'm trying to think how can it be presented outdoors. Hmm. Well, there may be other ways uh, to do that, Mary. Um, It may not be done for a while, but I'm sure with the creativity that you have in your mind and in your heart that you definitely will come up with something well thanks i will thank you when i do make sure you come and see it i definitely will if i don't see it out in the open i'll definitely will see it otherwise okay. you can be rest assured it can be rest okay. assured what else are you doing for today you know it's a lovely day well, as a matter of fact, I'm going to clean my refrigerator. <laughs> and I've got the windows open. I live in a studio, a very large studio here in Boston, an artist uh, studio. I, I live in a, a cooperative art uh, building. Mm-hmm. So we have, it's all open space and it's got the windows open. And after I clean my refrigerator, I'm going to go get some delicious food to cook and go to the bank. Nice. It's very mundane, but with my mask on and so and distance of six feet. That, that's wonderful, but you, you, you are doing the right thing. I have to ask you another the co- uh, question. Are you an artist in the way of painting? No, I am not a visual artist at all. I have no ability that way, nor do I like it. And the visual artist think that, you know, well, why don't you just paint something? It's so relaxing. I don't find it relaxing because what I do is horrible. And it doesn't, where writing makes me relax. Mm-hmm. Funny, you know, we have different, different feelings about things. But there are visual artists in that building. There are dancers, there are playwrights, uh, actors, uh, people who make furniture even um, as art, an art form. About creative movement. Yeah, creative movement. There is creative movement also. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Did, did you ever do creative movement, Mary? Uh, no. I've had to. I've been in situations where I've had to in plays. But mm. I'm not good. I'm very awkward in terms of movement. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at it. But, you know, I've done it because I had to. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, I, I acted. I've acted a lot. So what did you act in? Can you tell me about it? Let's see. What might you know? A lot of independent films. I was in... What would I know? I've been in films, and I am a a union person. 
um, what's the name of the one? I even forget what half the names of them because it was so long ago. The one that was in Boston that was held at MIT and the guy was a genius. Hmm. It was all about Boston. It was all about Boston. I will tell you, I will look it up. (laughs) I will find you. You know, I I have a person in back of me who just might know the answer. Goodwill hunting. Uh-huh. Wonderland, I mean, Wonderland and Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, those are the big ones. Back That's there. nice. That's nice. But the rest were independent and plays. I've done quite a bit of plays locally, but small theater, you know, very small theater. Well, it may, you may think it's small, but I think it's an, uh, a wonderful thing to do and just step out and do it. And I think that's wonderful. I think that's wonderful. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I think it's great what you're doing. Uh, I think it's very important for us all, not just myself, but us all to keep in contact, even if it's it's just, even if it's Uh just voice. That's true. That's true. But it's also important um, because you're talking to seniors. I think right now, a lot of my work and what I'm thinking about is how important it is for the young at heart. Uh, although the elders to pass down the culture, you know that that because elders have people with have their experiences, and I find, for instance, my granddaughter and her boyfriend they want to quote double date. They actually use it like her boyfriend, let's double date with your grandmother, um, because I think we pass down we have you know culture, food, uh, ways of surviving. Correct. All that. It's so important for young people to hear and to know. And by young, I mean 20s. You know, the young people that are 20s. Look at the richness that you have that you can pass on to these children. You have so much to give and so much laughter and so much life and richness that you can pass on. I just love that. Well, we all do. Every one of us has, has so much. You know, life experience and and traditions and culture that get us through and connect to each other. Yes, and, and it's important not to be isolated. A lot of my work has to do with culture and underrepresented artists who bring culture to um, our theater. Mm-hmm. So, that is so important to do. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah, important to yeah. do. Could tell me more. Well, <laughs> I don't know what more to tell you. I'm not used to talking for a half hour. <laughs> You're doing just fine. I just love to hear all about what you do. Where have you been? Uh, you've tra- have you traveled? Oh, I've traveled. I've actually been in 27 countries. You are kidding? Um, yeah, this is the most settled I've ever been. I have uh, volunteered and both traveled and studied. Uh, Most recently, it wasn't recent, it's probably within the last 10 years, but my last big uh, work was for the International Health Organization. It was while I was doing theater and acting, and I went to India, the very poorest part of India, to do uh, HIV prevention using theater. And I also have been to Uganda, and Ethiopia, the same, using theater 
for HIV prevention events and uh, safety for women, particularly in those countries. Mm-hmm. Well, when you think about what you have done, do you realize the import and that magnificent gift that you have been given and what you have done in your life? You have done amazingly and you minister to people in a, such a way. What a gift you have been given to, to travel like that and minister to people. That is a gift. Well, it, it is a gift, yeah. It, it is a gift and I have appreciated uh, every bit of it. And it certainly has enhanced me, and that I get the gift back also um, by, you know, just knowing. And it's very exciting to learn from other cultures and to understand more about the world. I, I travel now in my life for more, is more pleasure, you know, it's like more vacationing. But I try to always vacation with a purpose that will help you know, us learn a little bit more. Our last trip was, as you as you know, to Alaska, and a very small boat that we had to learn the kinds of things that I didn't know. I wanted to know about climate change, and I knew it was really, really important, but I knew not very much about it. So I decided that it would be great to go to Alaska and to be able to witness and learn about um, what was happening. And boy, I saw glaciers right in front of us falling apart. Mm-hmm. And it was very amazing, and it made me come back more committed to, you know, in our small way, committed to, you know, climate change. So you saw it right in action, Mary, huh? Right, yeah, and learned it and learned about it. You know, it was a very scientific kind of uh, um, trip. But it was a vacation, too. Ate mm-hmm. well, drank well, <laughs> you know, did went outside to see all the explorations with lectures. It was quite amazing. So you come back renewed with, you know, a sense of purpose, and I feel privileged to have been able to do that. See what you're saying? You feel privileged. You're grateful. I love that about you, that you're yeah. grateful and that you feel privileged. I, I, I'm so yeah. grateful I got the opportunity to share. You've taken me on a trip today. Yeah. And I thank oh, you so for thank that. You. Thank you. Thank you. I just love knowing you and I feel honored to have done, um, you know, that you are interested in this program that I have that I could share with your program because that's what it's about, right? It's all our sharing our work and our thoughts. Well, and see, I love what you're doing. I'd like to hear also a little more about what you're doing. Well, I my, know about it, of course. I'll tell you a little bit about it. My motive truly is for me to minister to people of our age. I mean, um, I want to touch people of all languages. Uh, for me, I know it's a, I know probably a, a language barrier. However, I use music at the end of this podcast. I take all different mm-hmm. types of music and I put it on the end of this uh, podcast and I do it purposely because I use music um, and I right. feel it touches the heart. I love music. I Uh do play the piano to a certain point, and I've played the drums in the past, and I do sing. Uh, 
And I, I love to touch people of all walks of life with music. And I feel that music is uh, a way of breaking down barriers. I agree totally. And totally. Yes. And I, I have used music because even when I work, I always play music because it lifts the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And it brings yeah. peace to the atmosphere. And mm-hmm. I use it in my home. I use it wherever I go. And I've had success at the senior center as well with music. Even though I had interpreters, I didn't, it was great to have them, but Mm -hmm. it was wonderful. I was able to use the uh, music to break down barriers and um, I was successful with it. I'm using this podcast and I'm speaking to a lovely lady and she's creative, um, with playwriting and helping other people of all walks of life and using playwriting and acting and traveling and learning. She has taught me today. Mary, you have taught me today. And oh, thank you so much. It, it gives me an inner knowing that what I am doing is on the right path. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you. I think music is the biggest unifying uh, idea of transferring culture because you don't need words. Music allows those words and the heart to come through no matter what. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And and, 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 and moving to music. Yeah. Correct. And uh, I've learned to sp- uh, sing a little bit of Chinese. I don't know if I know the words correctly. Oh. And I've learned to speak, um, sing an, uh, other different languages, but they're not probably correctly, but I'm learning. And You know, oh, excuse me. Go ahead, dear. There's something, um, a program, it was in Cambodia, then I were called Music as a Second Language. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it's how you communicate through music only. Correct. language. Correct. That's yeah. what I. That's what I love. I love to do that because when I hear people talking in different languages, I hear it has a language. Yeah. And I hear it as music. I, not words, but music. And yeah. so that's why I don't have a problem communicating with people. Mm-hmm. So, and I love this podcast. I have enjoyed immensely speaking with you, and I'm hoping and praying we get the opportunity to have a cappuccino together. I would love that. (laughs) We keep saying we're going to do it, and we've got to follow through. Well, we will, my dear. We will. If uh, if anything, I'll cook you a good Italian meal. And, yeah, I would love to. But I thank you so much. For being on this podcast you. you are a wealth of information and i'm saying y- you and yours please stay safe and believe you I me will. i'm praying for all of you thank you take care you my mary and do i have your permission to uh put some information on this podcast about what you do oh of course yes and you take care and I'm I'm I I am so thrilled today. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.